church are of the incredible power of influence that each of us here sitting here today carry. Um, Pregnancy Counselling Australia is a crisis phone line for men and women needing to talk to someone about their situation. And uh, both Stephanie and I serve on that crisis line each week. And I want to share a story um, from one of my calls, and I will share it with great sensitivity this morning, as I know some here have had very difficult pregnancy journeys to navigate. Um, Many don't know that that pregnancy counselling line is always answered by a Christian woman. And uh, it's an incredible place um, to be able to speak into lives of people at a great time of need. It's a privilege to listen to people's stories and then when, when welcomed, to share some thoughts and views that can completely change a person's outlook on their situation and perhaps even change the the trajectory they're headed in. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a heartbreaking conversation um, with with a dad who had called to ask us his advice. Um, Unable to have children naturally, he and his wife chose IVF. And as a result, they now had two beautiful young children. Um, Two years on from the last birth, his wife fell pregnant naturally. And for her very own reasons, she did not want to keep the baby. And he needed a listening ear because he, as a dad, was very, very committed to keeping the baby and raising another child. He had a listening ear and um, shared so much of his story and how things had happened. And, you know, he needed someone to hear him, to give him some hope, some understanding. And it was a privilege to be on that phone call and to be the one able to encourage and make a difference in his situation. And, you know, opportunities to influence in this world come in all sorts of packages around our life. Um, Ephesians 5.15, Paul says this, Live life with a due sense of responsibility, not as those who do not know the meaning of life, but as those who do. And that's for each one of us this morning. And do you know, it is estimated that in our lifetime, each one of us will significantly influence at least 400 people. How does that make you feel this morning? That your life, the way you live, the things you say, can have significant influence on so many people. It makes me feel very responsible this morning. Very responsible. Influences simply to affect or alter the conduct, 
the way of thinking or the character of another person. And we should be concerned about influence for two reasons. First, for our very own souls. Romans 14, 12, 13 says this, Yes, each of us will give account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble, stumble sorry, and fall. That's influence. The way we live affects those around us. You know, in his prayer, Jesus in John 17 said that he was faithful to the ones God gave him. And you know, they're the ones we need to be faithful to today. The ones God has put around our circle of life to influence. The second reason we should be concerned with influence is, of course, the fate of others. And again, Paul says, when I am with those who are weak, he says, I share their weakness. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find some common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and to share its blessings. That's influence. And you know, you don't have to be a person of influence to be influential. Sometimes we think it's the politicians, the celebrities, the public figures. They're the ones that have all the influence and power to change things. Even in church life, we can wrongly believe that it's the pastors and leaders that carry the responsibility to influence. But it's not. It's each and every one of us. In fact, the most influential people in my life uh, probably may not even be aware of how much they influenced me. You don't have to have the power or position to be an influential person. And you know, Scripture is full of ordinary people who had a great influence on their moment and season in history. You know, take a moment right now. Think about some of those people in your life that have had incredible influence. Yeah? When I was 10 years old, a little old lady named Mrs. Johnson ran um, a child evangelism fellowship and she would do holiday programs during the school holidays for kids. And I don't remember too much about the program except I remember um, her little felt picture of the, you know, the cross and her talking about Jesus' love and that we needed salvation. And I remember putting my hand up and responding and saying, yes, I want Jesus in my life. Now, Miss Johnson would have passed on many, many years ago now and probably never, ever really knowing that initial impact and influence she had on my life as a child, um, which means I'm here today still following and serving Jesus. Amazing influence. You know, my youth leader had a huge influence on my life. And uh, ten, 10 years ago, God just prompted me to write him a letter to say thank you for all the times he picked me up and took me to youth. 
put up with all my naughtiness in the back row, so patiently led the youth. Um, He had a huge influence on my life. And my mum, a praying godly mum, who lived out her faith, influenced me deeply. So many, many more people in my life who let Jesus shine from their lives and influenced my journey. You know, influence is not a choice. We are actually always influencing. It's just whether it's a good influence or a bad influence. And of course, the bad influence, the Word of God calls a stumbling block. And I would never want my life to be a stumbling block. I want it to be a life that influences people and brings them closer to a relationship with Jesus. How can we influence with greater effectiveness? Look, there's probably many, many answers to that question this morning, but I just feel prompted to address three, three ways that we can influence very, very simply in greater ways around our life. And the first is this, most of us like to be known as a good friend, yeah? She's my good friend, he's my good friend. Well, how much better to be a God friend to people? And I say that because so much of our lives is spent with other people in relationship. And we can be a good friend, but we can be a friend for life and never let a person know about the God we serve and influence them to draw closer to Jesus. You know, in our friendships, we need to be a constant reminder to friends and family of the love of God. And we can do that in so many ways. Yeah, through our words, through our deeds and actions, you know, through the special things that we do. We can be positive and encouraging, not enter into the negative gossip and and things that, you know, relationships and friends sometimes get into but being the God person is very very different to just being the good friend being the God reminder pray with your friends as best as I can when I meet with friends whether they're church friends or not I always aim to finish the friendship the time together with a prayer with a blessing a simple blessing in some way. Talk about what you've been reading in God's Word with your friends. We talk about so much stuff, but if Jesus is the center and purpose of our life, surely His Word and what He's been showing and telling us and speaking to us about should be a part of our constant conversation with our friends. That's being a God friend, not just a good friend. And don't get discouraged when people seem uninterested because you never ever know what's happening on the inside of a person. And when we're influencing, allowing the Holy Spirit and the life of Jesus to shine through our lives, you can be sure God is at work. Even if we can't see it from the outside, it's happening on the inside. Model your life of faith. You know, sometimes the enemy 
He's such a rat bag. He makes us believe that our lives are a bad example of a Christian. And we could all probably put our hands up at times for that one. But because of that, we draw back and we, we, we use some of these buts. Say, but, you know, when they look at my life, but no. Isn't that why we need Jesus? Isn't that what people need to see? The real, raw, original, you know, people can see our authentic faith when they see our weaknesses and failures and we can say, but Jesus, but Jesus and influence people. And you know, your testimony is a powerful thing. From the day you found Jesus and all his blessings and benefits that have come along since, there is power in our testimonies. In 1 Peter, we read this. You are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work. You, me, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. From nothing to something from rejected to accepted. What a beautiful message our lives carry. What powerful influence we can have on those God has put around our lives. And you know, there are people on this planet that only you can influence. You are a unique individual. And God has positioned you in a family, in a neighborhood, in a workplace, in, in, a, in a career, in a ministry, because of what he purposes through your life and he wants to use you for great influence. Where you live, what you do, there are people with your heart influence and they're waiting for it. They're waiting for it. So that was the number one. The first thing, be a God friend, not just a good friend. Yeah. The second thing, how to be an effective influencer. And uh, this is Jesus, Jesus' instruction here. He said in Matthew 28, last few verses, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples, he was talking about a very deliberate form of influence, a deliberate form. And you know, we might get a bit uneasy about those old fashioned words like witnessing, evangelism, discipleship, you know, but they're Bible words and they're all about influence. And you know, we are called to be disciples, but a disciple is someone who believes and follows Jesus and makes disciples. Jesus didn't say, go make Christians. He didn't. He said, go make disciples. 
people who will follow Jesus. And that's all about influence. You know, you can fake being a Christian, but you can't fake being a disciple. It becomes very evident by the way we do life and the way we influence around our lives. To disciple someone is a very deliberate thing. It means you've determined to influence someone to follow Jesus, to be an open and honest example to them, to teach and encourage others about their relationship and growing in Jesus, that you're a positive motivator for the gifts and talents that are there in their lives and you, you help empower and release those in all sorts of ways and you help a person find their purpose. Do we ever grow out of discipleship? No, we don't. It's not just a new Christian thing. Discipleship is a lifestyle, a lifestyle of influencing and being influenced. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you in a discipleship relationship? Do you have someone or maybe more than one person around your life who is a deliberate influence in helping you in your walk with Jesus? And the second question is, who are you discipling this morning? Don't give me a but. Jesus didn't say that just to a few. He said it to us all. Be a disciple. Go make disciples. Who are you discipling this morning? Who are you in that deliberate relationship where you're encouraging them on their journey and growth and walk with Jesus? Each one of us should be influencing others in that way and you know what this morning if you would like to be more involved in that sort of relationship whether it be being discipled or discipling others and you're not please come and talk come and talk to to Greg or Charles uh, John myself we'll help help you navigate that because it is the most rewarding and wonderful way to influence people to follow Jesus. So be a God person, a God friend, not just a good friend. Make disciples, be a deliberate influence in others' lives for their growth and walk in Jesus. And the third thing is maybe a little bit out of the box this morning, but I'm sold on this. And that is to be an influencer of children. You know, I just bless and thank God for the wonderful children's ministry workers here at our church and in every church. But you know what? It's not just their ministry. We can have a powerful influence and make a huge difference if we will influence the children around our life. You know, surveys have shown that if a person does not accept Jesus as saviour before the age of 14, the likelihood gets slimmer and slimmer. Now, we know that some adults have wonderful, incredible testimonies of finding Jesus, wonderful conversion experiences, and 
you know, some of, some of you are sitting here today. You've found Jesus, you know, over the age of 18 in, in more adulthood. But probability and statistics show after years of study and observation, only 6% of adult Christians made their decision to follow God over the age of 18. 6%. 94% made decisions for Jesus as children. And whether they followed through with that or they've come back to that after years, those decisions were made as children. What an incredible opportunity we have to influence the next generation by influencing children. You know, faith comes natural to a child. You know, they're, they're far less distracted. Their, their belief and, and trust is far, far less discolored. And so they can grasp the truth and love and faith as a child. And we know very well that the habits of the first seven years of our lives establish the future and what it can look like. They take a lot less time and effort to convince to follow Jesus. I've got some beautiful adults around my life today and I'm trying to influence them for Jesus, but they are hard heads. They are stubborn. I know God will get them in the end, but kids are far less work. <laughs> they have a simple faith and they're so ready to believe in Father God. Children have their whole lives ahead of them to serve God. How wonderful to influence them in those early years and set them on that, on that road, you know. And children are doors to homes. And as we can influence children, doors and windows can open into homes and we can see God's good news get into places. Children unlock those doors. And you know what, our kids today are looking for superheroes. And what better superhero on the planet than our Jesus to influence the kids around your life today? You know, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. There's such deep wisdom there. Those early years as a child and what we grasp and believe and come to know and understand set a path for life. So one of the greatest avenues of influence in our life today that we can be effective, we may never ever see the end results or the great reward. However, to influence children is a mighty effective way to do our lives. And think about the children around your life this morning. You know, maybe they're in your streets, they're in our families. That's our first point of influence always. But they're in our streets, they're in our neighbourhoods, you know. And, and some, some I've heard say, you know, I'm over children, I'm at a season now. Not. Hey, never get over children. Your greatest influence can be with a child. I am the product of children's ministry today. And so I am sold on this to influence children and to teach them about Jesus, to teach them about Father God and let their faith 
grow and evolve is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Let them come to your homes. Let them be around you. Let them see your faith. Influence them for God. So how can we be effective influencers? Be a God friend, not just a good friend. Make disciples. Be a little bit more deliberate about influencing people's journey with Jesus. And thirdly, influence children. You know, we can, we can sit back and look around and shake our heads at what's happening in the world today, or we can get off our butts and we can influence the next generation. We can teach them and show them all about what it is to follow Jesus. Our fallen world needs people who will take up the responsibility to be influencers this morning. And in your circle of life, why don't you prayerfully, you know, as we finish up church this morning and as we go back to our, our own places of dwelling, let's be prayerful and mindful asking God, where? Where am I to be a greater influence? Who am I? to you know, disciple, who should I be discipling, Lord? What children are around my life that I can influence to follow you and spend their lives loving and serving? You know, if you really, this morning, if we truly believe the gospel is the power of God unto salvation, then I must live a life of influence. Yeah? That, that just transfers that message through everything I do and everything, every, everything I am. Rick Warren says this, just in finishing. He says, at some point in our lives, you must decide whether you want to impress people or influence them. And that's so true. We have something on our lives that this world needs and we need to be people of influence. Amen? Let's just pray. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you this morning for, Lord, the knowledge of God, for the incredible love you've poured on our lives. And Lord, that you have given us this awesome privilege and responsibility to be people of influence. And Father, we open up our hearts today and say, show us. Show us the people, show us the places. Lord, let us not fill our lives with buts, but let us fill it with your love and to show people and influence them, to draw them closer, to be a link in the chain, Lord, to their finding you. And we know, Holy Spirit, that you will give us the boldness and the power. You'll give us the words. And it's your love in our hearts that will be shed abroad as we do this. Father, we thank you this morning for our kids' ministry here at Uni Hill. Father, we pray your blessing on the leaders and the teachers there. Father, what an awesome place of influence they have. Father, we pray for the children of this house. Father, we pray that faith will grow in their hearts. Father, that they will grow to love and serve you. Lord, they would know their value and, and their gifting. And Lord, they would find their life's purpose, Lord, in you, in your church. Bless them, we pray.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Greg.